Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome, Crazy Cool Parents. Today, we have a really fun topic. We are going to talk about car time. Time in the car. Now, that may not sound fun to you right now. (laughs) Especially if you have small children. (laughs) Yes, but by the end of our podcast, it's going to be a fun topic for you. But let's start out with just talking about parents in the car. We hear from parents all the time about how we're in the car all the time, right? Yeah, especially as your kids get older, as they hit middle school, it feels like you just live in there. And sometimes cars even look like you live in there with clothes and food. And well, especially if you have younger kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, and, yeah. And they've left the Whole French fries. The, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They've left all the things in the back, and you really don't want to go to that very back seat of the Suburban yeah. and see what's back there. But, you know, we're in our car all the time going from school, to and from school, to and from practices, to and from church, to and from out to eat. Uh, just with our kids in the car all the time. A lot of times it's one parent and one kid or one parent and multiple kids. But And, you know, many parents, they really dread car time, and it's really stressful for them. Well, yeah, it's stressful. And I think it's – I don't know so much that it's the time in the car that is stressful, but it's getting to the car. It's getting everybody's getting all the shoes. shoes exactly. It's the <laughs> shoes. I can't tell you how many times that we actually had to stop at a place and get McCade's shoes because we did not remember them. Well, or we're late. And oh, so and we're always, so stressed chronically about being late. late. So getting everybody in the car and getting all their seatbelts belts to get fastened and getting all their paraphernalia. And so sometimes I feel like the time building up to getting in the car is stressful. And then we carry that frustration and that stress with us. And so then the car time becomes stressful. But really, if you really think about it, all your kids are fastened in. Nobody's going anywhere. It, you, you have a captive audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it is an, it's a really an ideal, opportune time to use that to your advantage, that time. Yeah, so what if we change the way we think about car time? You know, what if car time was one of the best places to develop relationships with our kids? Let me, let's give you a, a theme verse we want to do today. Um, James 1, 19. And this will be, I know it's convicting for me about car rides, but it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. What if we made our car rides a place of safety? Um, You know, one of the things we say a lot about car rides uh, uh, for our parents is, is that what if we use car time to create a safe place to do two things. Now, I want to get we're going to give you the concept here and then we're going to flesh it out, okay? So what if we use car time to create a safe place to equip our kids for the world and to wash off the world when they come home? That the car time is in effect it's used as a bridge from your home to the outside world. So Suzanne expand on that for us. And so if you can think about that time, so leave the frustrations behind at home. Remember James to be slow to anger and just leave that at home. And when you get in the car, push reset 
and think, okay, this time for such a time as this, this 10 or 15 or 20 minutes from point A to point B, whether that's home to whatever the activity is, as we're heading into school, a lot of parents will be taking our kids to school. And so use that time. So let's talk about on the first end. So let's talk about in the morning. That is such a sweet time to empower and equip your kids to go out and fight the world, to go into the battle of the classroom or, or to, to fight, I mean, to, to interact with their peers, which sometimes is a fight or to go up against the world's got an agenda. The enemy's got an agenda, agenda against our kids. And so that time in the car, parents, think about that is the time that you get to pour into them, encourage them, tell them how they are mighty men. And women of God and they are soldiers for God and that they that they are they have been set apart to do great things and that they're put in that classroom with those kids for such a time as this to empower them to love them to encourage you know, whatever all those you know just all the things you can think of that are amazing about your kid this is the time to tell them when you see them these last 10 or 15 minutes before you drop them off right and 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 then when they come home, if you're if you're if they're coming from a place, and it might be school, it might be a ball practice, it might be um, coming home from a friend's house or whatever, that's the time. And and Suzanne has coined this phrase, and I love it. It's called washing off the world. So we equip them for the world when they right. go out, and then when they come home to us or when they're when we're going home i should say we are washing the world off of them we are processing with them the things that they have seen heard experienced there so we can take it and kind of wash them off and get prepared for for the for what's coming home at home right and i love how you said we're processing with them because that's what we're doing we're preparing them on the way in and then we're processing with them on the way out and so what does processing look like when it comes to you know, picking your kid up from whatever event and going home. Yeah. So we're going to get into a couple of really practical things you can do. And before we do that, I just want to contrast that we, we set the stage and we said, create a safe place to equip them for the world or to equip them for the world they will face or to wash off the world when they come home. Well, let's contrast that with the way a lot of family car rides look, you know, where everybody's on their headphones um, or their technology in some way, you know, mom or dad are listening to their favorite podcast or, you know, and really everybody's separated. the music's separated. turned up loud and so there's a neutral zone so everybody's just zoning out. There's a there's a level of stress in the car because we're late That's or time. we're Dictated frustrated time. Yeah. And, and the kids might be arguing with each other or whatever it is. And so we want to create a flip in your thinking of what if the car, what if you, and many parents just dread the car ride because of all those things that are happening and, and like you say, getting in the car. But what if you looked at the car as, as, as such a great opportunity? Well, okay, so that's what we want to start with. That's the vision we want to cast for you. Now, then parents say, well, I don't know how to do that. And so let us give you, we want to give you a couple of really practical things, practical things that you can do to transform uh, the way your car time looks. And the first one's this, it is, you got to create the environment. So, um, you know, one of the things that Suzanne, you do so well is you don't listen to the radio when, you know, you might, if you're going to get them, you may be listening to your favorite worship song or whatever it is, or a, a song or whatever. But when the, when the kids get in the car, you turn the radio off, right? 
or at least I turn it down. I usually have the worship music playing in the background, but it's not the main thing. You're absolutely right. I want them to be the main thing. I want their voices to be the main thing, whether it's to from to school or home from school or wherever that is. Yeah, and and I personally t- turn it all the way off. Yeah, Don's <laughs> dead silent in the car. Nothing. But but then <laughs> which again, is good. but you know, I do that a lot when I'm in the car myself. Anyway, yeah. I, it, it, again, one of the things we want to do we have a lot of parents that are rule followers. So we don't want to create a bunch of rules. You don't create an environment by creating a bunch of rules. Hey, no headphones. Hey, get off your get off your phone. You you got to kind of create the environment subtly. You know, you got to influence the environment, not demand the environment, because if you demand the environment and you create a bunch of rules, your kids are going to reject that and they're going to shut down and they're going to be they're going to be resentful of it. So, you know, and it's interesting, you know, Suzanne does this really well with a car, but our kids, there's a couple of them in particular that will say that they learned more about life in car rides. And many times what would happen is in, in parents, when this gets good in your life, there's many times you will be in the garage and you won't go in the house. Because the but, conversation's so good. Yes. We've and, had so many, you know, working out, flexing out their theology, Macy, Maddox, they're my external processors. And so we will sit in the car an hour after we've arrived home, just processing what God's doing in their lives. Yeah. And so, but it starts with creating the environment. That the car's car. the safe place. And so parents, you are in charge of that. You're the ones that get to pick and choose if you're going to bring anger into the car, if you're going to bring frustration. And if you have Bringing road rage, do, yeah. <laughs> well, just side note here, yeah, exactly. then that's going to usurp any kind of encouraging, uplifting well, environment. <laughs> that is true. But I was thinking more about bringing to-do lists, bringing lectures, bringing, oh, you know, yeah. what happened, bringing accusatory questions. Oh, for sure. As they get out of the car, don't forget this. Don't remember that. Okay, I'm going to do this. And you're shouting and, you know, whatever that is, instructions or whatever that is all the way to school. Now, remember to do this and whatever that is. Yeah. Not it, the time. Yeah. And Anymore. Well, it can be, but it's got to be limited. If you're going to create the environment in that safe place, then you got to pick and choose your spots. It, it can't be the time when you're going to, you know, do all lecture, all the things that you forgot to do, you know. Uh, right. Just, and if and if I just if that's going to be the what your morning time looks like, um, then I would suggest maybe just listen to worship music on the way just to set the tone just for a little while until you can rework your whole environment in the car until you can get the idea and the concept into your head that car time is valuable and it's important and it's worth it and you want to make it the best time of the day because in the morning it's the last it's the first it's the last time you're going to see your kids before you drop them off and send them out into the world. And then when you pick them up, you're re-engaging with them again. And so it's the first time you've seen them since they've been out in the world. And so it is a special time. It is set apart. It is unique. And so I think the enemy is alive and well, and he wants to rob us of that and fill it full of the frustrations or the distractions with the technology and the music or whatever that is. Yeah. And, and so I just appeal to you parents to, to look at that time as a precious time that you get with your kids. And here's the deal. Mamas with littles, you feel like it's forever that you're going to be the taxi driver for your kids. But mamas with middle schoolers and high schoolers, Maddox has got just a few more months and he's driving. Yeah. And I don't get to drive him around anymore. And then I've just, it's just me and McKay and it's sweet and it's special. But guys, it changes so fast. So yeah. enjoy it. You got that. I'll, I'll give her a minute here. <laughs> but um, pulling it together. Pull, pull it together, honey. <laughs> and so uh, it is. Um, 
like with so many things we tell you in Crazy Cool Family, that it starts with you, the parent. Yeah. And so you create the environment and you can create an environment where the car ride is a very healthy place. It's a safe place. It's a place that people want it. They want to get in the car with you and you look forward to it because it's a time when you can create that bridge from them to the outside world. So parents, you got to create the environment and, and don't create it with a bunch of rules. Create, come to it with life and look forward to it because you've got opportunities. Um, and, the, and one of the ways that we, once you're in the car, um, some, some parents ask us a lot, Hey, all my kid says is one word answers. They won't answer. They they just they don't well, want to so say you were anything. Just, yeah. So the best way to create a safe space is with questions, right? And so to ask your kids questions, and so and it's the questions are all about the tone of voice. It can't be what'd you do today? Did you get in trouble? Did you get your card pulled? You know, or whatever that is. Right. It's got to be questions that are laced with curiosity and and are. What'd you make on that test? Yeah, exactly. With acceptance, you know, how did you do on your test? I can't, I'm just dying to know how, how you did, if you, especially if you've helped him study or, or so tell me about the cards today. Well, and then let's say, for example, you know, and so often it's like, what'd you make on that test? Oh, I made a 75, a 75. Right. Oh my goodness. Instead of, you know, okay, how'd you do on that test that we, you know, right. we said, oh, I made a 75. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, wow. I thought for sure that we at least studied to an 80, you know, or something like yeah. that. And, well, you know, okay. What do you think we could do for better? You know, and then that starts a conversation. You keep exactly. asking questions and we call those inquisitive questions instead of accusatory questions. Right. Inquisitive, upbeat, you know, with a upward reflection in your voice, not a downward, ah, would you do, you know, why'd you do that, that type of stuff. Exactly. And then if you, um, we, we have what's called a concept of ask one more, one more question. And so a lot of the times as your kids, um, get in the car on the way home and they're trying to process their day and they're giving you just one word answers or, or whatever that is, and you don't feel like you're able to draw them out at all, then just, I encourage you to ask one more question. Like, um, how was your day today? It was good. What made it good? And remember, as you're doing that, we're doing it with James one night. Tina and I, we're going to be quick to listen, <laughs> quick, slow to speak, good. and slow to become angry because when they don't answer, we get mad. Yeah. And then it, we turn from inquisitive questions to acute, why don't you ever talk to me? Will you never say anything? And all of a sudden, here comes lecture, but... So well, and see it as drawing out. See it as you're just you're just pulling them out one by one, just a one string at a time, one string at a time, and each answer is a win until you can get them talking. And so... Don't be annoying, but just like, for example, so how was your day today? Good. What made it be good? Uh, we got to have recess. <gasps> What'd you do at recess? We um, played tag. <gasps> Who did you tag? You know, it's now become personal. I tagged Sarah. Okay, well, what did Sarah do? You know, and so now you're engaging and you're teaching them how to interact and give and take. And the next thing you know, you're in a conversation. And, and what happens is, is then uh, they start to tell a story. Right. And, and that's what you're going after. Yeah, because they're telling you, you something that they want to talk. They really do want to share with you. That's one of the things that you got to believe as a parent is your kid really does want to share with you. They may not know how. And, and sometimes we put up a, a, a front that we have, an angry front or whatever that makes them scared but um, or fearful of doing it. But they really do want to talk to you. The, the, the goal is, is to draw them out. So, but let's keep going with questions just a minute. And then we're going to get into some, some, uh, very, um, some, I want to answer some questions at the end, but, um, with questions. Okay. So 
wouldn't you say, Suzanne, that sometimes that sometimes a child just doesn't respond? Maybe sometimes they are just not ready to talk or whatever. And how do you handle those times? That and how do you handle those times when you still keep getting the one word answer? You know, is there a time when you just go, okay, let's move on and fight another battle? Yeah, I think that, you know, you got to know your kid. I mean, so I've got a few internal processors and a few external processors. And so sure enough, whenever we got in the car, the external processors would talk their head off and the internal processors would be invisible. And so I just made note to self, okay, Mackenzie didn't say anything the whole car ride. And so I need to, you know, maybe when she's going to bed or maybe when she's taking a, you know, we're cooking dinner together or whatever that is, just note to self to engage with her at another time that the car might not be the best with her. Well, and, and yes, and that's also another thing I wanted to bring up is um, sometimes it's not going to work. Okay, sometimes you're going to go home and you're going to have just a, a series of one word answers. And, and so, and if that's okay, because if that happens, then we can um, just live to fight another day, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. And give your kids space because there's times I don't want to talk either. I right. mean, there's, I mean, I'm, yes. And so know your kid is the answer to that. That's how you handle that. Now, if it's happening all the time then you got to think about a new strategy. Well, or and then that's a red flag. I mean, if your child's not communicating or talking to you, in, if it's just inside the car, then maybe it's a car thing. But if it's not any other time either, then, okay, what's going on? Pursue child. Yeah, that's right. So, and it may not happen very well at first. We're, we're trying to create an environment. Yeah, because school's about to start. And so if your time in the car has not been good along, you know, if you've, if you've had a frustrating time in the car, then now's the time to, to re take background, I yeah. guess, and to, or re, to start ground. Yes. Yeah. And to redesign what you want your trips to and from school or your activities or whatever to look like. So as we wrap up, let's uh, answer a couple of questions that a lot of parents ask us. You know, so as we talk about car time, um, some parents say, well, I have a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old. What, how do I do car time with them? You know, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, so with littles, you've got to keep your questions short and simple. And if it's a 15 or 20 minute car ride, their attention span might not even make right, it that long. Right. And so you don't don't have elaborate plans that you're going to have these deep, you know, stories or whatever that is. But questions still work for them. It just might need to be simpler. You know, what did you think of your lunch or what letter did you learn today or you know, whatever that is, what friend did you sit by? And, you know, just, just things like that. But to don't engage you think them. also that with a, you know, I know with our kids, we, they, when they were young, they talked a lot. They had stories right. to tell and, they, and the stories were endless. So it's not getting them to talk. That's the problem. It's wanting to listen to them because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> it's boring. <laughs> but what you say, we say in our book too, if, if you listen to them when they're five they'll or talk, younger, they'll, or they'll talk to you when they're 15. Right. And so what you're doing is, is, you know, again, it's the mindset. I am going to create an environment in my car where my child wants to talk. And then at, same thing. We also talk about this with bedtime. Right. But, but, but it's very similar type of 
theory, you know, you, you create an environment in bedtime just like you create an environment in your car. And, and so, so that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up, that with little kids, it maybe feels like you're buying time listening to their stories or whatever that is, but you are building that safe place in the car so that when they are teenagers or they're preteens, middle schoolers or whatever, and they get in the car, you want to hear about their day. You want to hear about what boy, some boys said to them or, or what how they're doing in their classes. And so just listen to them and comment every once in a while. Oh, I bet that was fun. You know, right. back to your two, three, four-year-old. Yeah. I bet you loved that. You yeah. know. The good news is you really don't have to listen. <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> you can, you That's can just, the goal. You've yeah. got to listen because they know when you're listening. You're building a safe place. But you can, So you can do car time with younger kids. Um, also, we get uh, questions from parents. And what do you do when you have multiple kids? And you touched on that a little bit. But um, and many times the older kids, the external processors are going to dominate the car conversations and the younger or internal processors are not. Um, I know you talked about with McKenzie, maybe doing it later, but uh, we've, we've also had some things that we've done that uh, help the younger kids or the internal processors in the car process in the car yeah and so we'll get little routines down like okay you know when they get in the car okay today where everybody's going to share for three minutes we're going to start with the youngest okay ready go and then the youngest talks for three minutes and then the next one and the next one so everybody gets their time yeah and you've also done things like um what did God do in your life today? Okay, give me you know one minute for each one of you or something like that, right? Right, or everybody go around. And, and if we get home before we've finished going around, then we just sit in the car until we're all finished. Yeah. You know, another thing that I've seen you do a lot, Suzanne, is maybe a, an, is a, somebody has said something good about the kid. Maybe a teacher came out and said something, or and, and that started a conversation in the car. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe what Miss Smith said about you today. And all of a sudden now, well, you know, that starts a conversation. So many times, something positive, if you think about it, you know, as parents, as you're going into there, um, you know, maybe you hang on a, a good grade on a test or something, something starts positive and it just starts a good flow of conversation in the car. And, and that, um, and, you know, just don't let one kid dominate the whole time all the time again well and if that one child is dominating then that child can get to ask the questions okay okay molly okay madeline today you are going to ask the siblings the questions you know so then they've got their role but they're not hijacking all the time right 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 um so let's wrap up you know we've we've talked about just flipping your thinking about car time of of looking forward to it as a parent you set the stage and, and Suzanne and I can't tell you, I mean, we've obviously with seven kids, we've had a lot of car time and a lot of sports, a lot of activities, a lot of church, a lot of going back and forth to school. And honestly, I used to dread it. I mean, I like to be at home. I mean, and to get in the car and go somewhere, I did not love it, but God flipped my thinking on it. And he showed me the value of being in the car with that one, two, three, four, however many kids there are, and that it is a special time that's set aside for us in the season of life as parents that we're in. And here's what's happened as well. So later in life, our high school teenagers have, of course, our high school teenagers have been <laughs> taking the younger kids to school. And they, because of the car time that you created for them, 
they then created it for their younger siblings. We've had great discipleship happen right. in the year that, say, Madeline took Michael to school. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it, how those things happen. So it, well, and it rearranged Molly and Madeline's whole relationship. Yeah, was exactly. going back and forth to school, just the two of them. Yeah, because they found out things about each other. The, the car time became something different. It, but they, it was what they'd always known. They didn't know any better. And, and, and parents of younger kids, that starts when they're two. Yeah. It starts when they're four, you know, and if you haven't been doing it, you can flip it and start it now. So really, and we, t- we talked about just a couple of practical things, just creating the environment and then asking the one more question. So I hope this really helps you. We love car time and we think it's so valuable and we think that you can love it too. And it's going to be something that will build the relationships in your family in an incredible way. So Um, any questions about that email us and if you have things you want to talk to us about we'll be happy to respond to you Um, go be crazy parents crazycoolfamily.com